0: Hey, Village Church, today's topic is going to be something probably... Of the adult nature. Yep. So if this is you and you got kids around, press pause. We'll take about three seconds for you to turn that off. Love you. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content. To make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome.
1: Hey, Village Church! Welcome back to the Village Church Q and A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Pastor Michael, we're going to take a subject that we've been talking about a little bit further, and the question is: If homosexuality is still sin today, which we agree it is, then isn't it punishable by death? Okay, so you and I have a privilege.
0: Um, we have a lot of privileges in life, but um, we have been trained. Um, and we have been trained to understand the Bible in ways that a lot of people have not had. Right. We haven't had that privilege. Yeah. I mean, myself, I've had seven years of Bible training. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Yeah. That is a really cool gift. And so one of the, one of the things that you learn is that, um, there's the old covenant and the new covenant, or we'll call it the old Testament and the new Testament. Mm-hmm. There's Israel and the church, Right. And there are these distinctions that you have to make. And so I tell people all the time, the greatest errors in theology, like the prosperity gospel happens because people open up the Old Testament and they take promises that were given to Israel under the Old Covenant and they apply them to the church and the New Covenant. That's like uh, growing up in Canada and, uh, and, and then having all these laws and rules and then moving to America and expecting all of these rules to apply to you in America. Right. They don't. It's a different law. We have different rules. We have different judges, the different courts. Some things carry over, but not all. Well, technically nothing carries over. They get reiterated. The law in Canada that says do not steal is is a different law in America. It may say the same Same thing, thing, but it is a different mm -hmm. document. It is a different set of rules. It is a different law. And just because they share some things in common, they are different. There are different penalties. There's different processes. There are different systems, different expectations, different courts, et cetera. So, when we go from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant, we have two different laws. Is there overlap? Yeah, but they're all different. So, one of the things that the reader of the Bible has to understand is that when you open up the Old Testament, the Old Testament, here's a couple things it does and a couple things it doesn't do. The Old Testament reveals history, which Mm -hmm. is true. Yes. The Old Testament reveals God's heart, which is true. The Old Testament tells you what God did, which is accurate. Um, the Old Testament also tells you the rules, the law that God expected the nation of Israel to live in before the Messiah came. Yes. and so in in the law, uh, this was a a law that had an expiration date on it and when the messiah came that expiration date would be up and the law would be done. Yeah, that's what Jesus said that he had fulfilled the law. Correct. And so when the messiah came then there would be a new law. Now, of course, because God is the author of the old law and the new law is there going to be overlap? Yes. Yes, but they're different laws. It's like going from Canada to America. Mm-hmm. They're both built on a judeo-christian ethic, but they are they serve different purposes. So, the Purpose of the Old Testament law was to preserve a nation and a culture for the Messiah who would pay for yes. the sins of the whole world. Yes. That would be big picture what it would do. So when the Messiah came, the intention of the old covenant law is done. And then Jesus inaugurated and initiated a new covenant, a new Testament with new laws. Got it. Good. Canada to America. So uh, Leviticus is part of the old law. And it says if a male man well, lies with a male. About Leviticus
1: 2013. Yep.
0: If a man lies with a male, with a woman. Basically, if a man has sex with a man, both of them have committed an abomination. Um, they shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. And this was the law.
1: And that clearly says that homosexuality has a death penalty.
0: Yeah, nobody can read the Old Testament and think otherwise, right? Right. But when you get to the New Covenant, the New Testament, right? When the Messiah comes, the Messiah ended the Old Covenant, mm-hmm. the Old Law. They are officially done. There is a new law. And under the new law, there is no, the church has no national government. The church is not a nation. It is a people from every tribe, tongue, nation, and language, et cetera. Yes. And so the church is not a government. Um, the church is a people, uh, all different kinds of peoples that express themselves in what's called local churches or local communities. Um, and there are shepherds or elders or pastors in each of these communities. But there is uh, no Death penalty allowed or permitted by the church to its people. That is not allowed.
1: Yeah, the church is not the one that exercises that kind of authority. And people
0: would say, "Wow, that feels like really different." Well, that was the whole point. Mm -hmm. The old covenant was that was a temporary relationship that God had with Israel to prepare a culture and a context for the Messiah who would pay for the
1: sins of the world and to keep that. Nation of Israel, holy and preparing the way for Messiah to come. Yep. So when the Messiah came, that whole relationship
0: was done. Now, mm-hmm. did God still love the Jewish people? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Here's what he says. Trust in my son, Jesus. He's fulfilled all the law. The law is done. Those feasts, those festivals, all that good stuff. Now, those are still good. Like Christians, we, we just celebrated Passover and different mm-hmm. things like that. But we don't celebrate them because we have to. We celebrate them because we do this in remembrance. In fact, one of the biggest battles in the early church was whether or not the first Christian Jews were like, no, the Gentiles have to conform to the law. They have to become Jewish and get circumcised. And the apostle Paul and everybody was like, no, 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 no. No. There is no more law. The law has been fulfilled and done. There is a new law. It is the law of Christ, the law of the new covenant. And this is a law that has different rules. And so this is why the teaching, the gospels, the teachings of the apostles Mm -hmm. laid down for the church the last 2000 years, what this new law is. And so what we've done is we've taken all of these teachings, put them together in the new Testament, which reveals the new law Mm -hmm. and shows us what is the law that God
1: expects us to live by. It's new. Overlap. Yes, but totally different. You just read uh, Leviticus 20 where it says that homosexuality is an abomination. Well, Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2 talk about that as well. And other places in the New Testament yep. reiterate how God feels and what his standards are, correct? But the punishment, the the judgment that is to be exercised on those people that would commit that sin is different now. Yep. God's attitude hasn't changed, but the consequences from God's people are different. Yep. So I'll give
0: you an example. Under the old covenant, Old Testament, if you lied and you're an Israelite, there was restitution you had to make. Now under the new covenant, right? um, Actually the response is repentance, which is a change. So what God is looking for under the new covenant is a heart change. What God actually looked for under the old covenant was behavior modification. Did he want heart change? Don't get me wrong. Yes. But there are different focuses, but under the new covenant, I'm not allowed to take the restitution penalties of stealing or lying, and apply them into the church. That was just for Israel in that time. In the same way, you have an issue like homosexuality or adultery, um, a handful of other things. And in the Old Covenant, they are wrong, and in the New Covenant, they're wrong. But how the church deals with them is differently than how Israel did. Yes. If you were caught in adultery, you would be murdered. If, on the other hand, now in the New Testament, you're caught in adultery, you're called to repentance. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the, the age of the church, if you will, is that It's all grace, but this is a different level of second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances. And what you see in this, we'll say, epic, epic, epoch of history. (laughs) Not the right way to say it is, but E-P-O-C-H. The word is pronounced. Epoch. In this epoch of history, this is a... Time filled with so many extra chances. Yes, and we don't know when Jesus is going to come back, or for you the rapture, whatever. We don't know when Jesus <laughs> is going to end this thing, but like when he does, nobody can say you didn't give us a billion
1: chances. Well, in the Old Testament, a rebellious and disrespectful child would be taken out and stoned by their parents. Not and crazy. By, now we're not going to exercise that kind of, a lot of kids punishment would be dead nowadays. But God's attitude towards rebellion and disrespectful and dishonoring children to their parents. God still says that's wrong. Yep. So it's wrong and it's wrong. And then they would get killed. Well, there was a certain, certain
0: level of rebellion they would have to go through yes. before they would get killed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, I'm not going to clean my room, dad. Stone the kid. It yep. wasn't quite like that. No. But, but the, the point is the same. And it's interesting because in the new covenant, we are not allowed to stone kids or kill them. We right. discipline them and raise them to repentance. Yes. And if they won't repent, then we let them go. We don't kill
1: them. We kick them out of our house, basically. Yeah, and that's the same kind of consequences, the same kind of results that the church should have on anyone who's committing sin that maybe in the Old Testament, their consequences were capital punishment. Yep. It's different now.
0: I do want to make one point because some people will say that we are changing the rules as Christians. Mm. And so here's here's what people need to know about the covenant change, the law change that happened with the coming of the Messiah. This isn't something Christians made up. No. In the Jewish scriptures and the prophets, there was a built-in expiration date to this law. This is not something Christians made up. The Jewish people themselves were waiting for A, a Messiah, B, a new covenant or a new law. Yes. And they were waiting for a new season of history. That's Mm -hmm. what they were waiting for. Mm -hmm. They all knew and believed that, that there was going to be an expiration date to everything they knew as law and covenant. Okay. So these aren't things Christians made up this is actually built into the fabric of the Jewish system. Yes. And that is where I think there are some misnomers that people think, oh, Christians kind of came along and, and conveniently changed stuff, sort of like how um, uh, a Jehovah's Witness comes in or a Mormon even better comes in and says, oh, we got new revelation. We're mm-hmm. just going to change everything. We didn't do that. No way. The Jewish people, had Jewish been people have been waiting for this thing. And right now, the Christian church for 2,000 years is only waiting for Christ. We're not waiting for a – new revelation or a new scripture that is not the teaching of jesus or the apostles or the first century church we're waiting only for jesus so i I say that because some people can have it in their brain that christians kind of like changed judaism to fit their own little (laughs) like game it's like no nope, we didn't judaism
1: had an expiration
0: date built into its very own religion
1: well listeners thanks for joining us today please come back next time and it seems like our questions are all revolving around sex the question next time is Erotic photo shoots and albums of spouses as gifts to the other spouse. Does that count as porn?